welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is a show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. As someone who was educated on liberal principles at an American university, I was taught to, if not hate our country, then to be deeply suspicious of anything that smacked of jingoism or pride in our nation. Noam Chomsky was a writer and thinker who drove much of this way of thinking. I remember when I became aware of the CIA black ops when I was a young man and being appalled at what we were doing in other countries, running heroin and cocaine to introduce to inner city populations here, helping to foment revolution when it suited our corporate interests, even assassinating leaders if need be. It was an education in the grisly reality of geopolitics. And looking back, I can see the clever trick that was played on my young mind. My conditioning could get me to doubt anything American, then I was ripe for further education in cultural Marxism with its hatred of unity, we the people, and all things family, God, and country. Chomsky also, to my young mind, did not properly differentiate the CIA from the American Republic, making the two seem one and the same. We now know that the CIA is a powerful, deceptive arm of the deep state and does not carry the same values as we the people, nor the American Republic. I have come full circle. Raised in a working-class, conservative, small town and educated in college and having lived most of my life in great liberal cities, I have arrived at a place in the past five years where I unabashedly adore our nation and what she represents. We are, right now, whether you realize it or not, renewing our beloved republic and all that she stands for. A few things that have emerged for me and others in this movement. One, the U.S. Constitution is a priceless treasure, one that many Americans have given their lives to protect. Every American, left, right, or center, should have a copy and study it. I liken it to the American Grail. If you honor and treasure this exceptional gift to our nation, it will be there to serve we the people. Like the myths that we've been unpacking for you, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are a living, breathing document that responds to your reverence and respect, activating something profound in oneself. Personally, I was embarrassed that I had lost so much of my knowledge of the Constitution and everything that it stands for. I think many of you, especially on the left, can probably say the same thing. It wasn't until left-leaning governors and Tony Fauci started to attack our liberties with all their rules, guidelines, and mandates, hoping we the people would simply comply instead of taking a cool, rational look at things and recognizing that mandates, rules, recommendations do not supersede constitutional law. There's a feistiness that runs in our American blood. I know my guest today exhibits it. I know my wife does, and I like to think that I do too. I am willing to fight for what is true and good and beautiful. The Founding Fathers meant for us to cherish this divinely given document and to keep it close by for times like these. It is one of our many allies in restoring the Republic. Our rights and liberties are protected by the highest court and highest law in the land. So whatever Tony Fauci or Andrew Cuomo or Gretchen Whitmer or Jay Inslee or any other so-called authority figure says doesn't change that one damn bit. Oh, people are free to voice their opinion of what you should do. You just don't need to act like that opinion changes your constitutional rights. It doesn't. And the more that people realize this, the stronger we the people will be, no matter which way you lean politically. There will come a time soon when most Americans will realize how close we came to losing our ability to choose our lives for ourselves, to live free and pursue happiness as sovereign people. We the people were awakened by the events of 2020 and 2021. 
we the people have become aware of the attacks on our liberties and have grabbed our two most powerful weapons to combat this. One, our beloved constitution, and two, the courage to speak our truth. This is all we need to produce the outcome that we are seeking. It seems there's still some fight and courage left in the American heart, and thank God. For those that prefer to comply, conform, obey orders, trust the authorities, wear your masks everywhere, I stand by your right to live that way. I don't understand it, and I know that you are not leaders in any of this, but I will give you space to figure it all out. I think the old saying, if you're not going to lead, then stay out of the way, applies well here. But I do have a request for you. Stop attacking those that are fighting for your freedoms. Someone has to do the gritty work and deal with confrontation and people getting in your face. My gang can handle it. We were made for this, and we have proven it over and over again, as my guest today so beautifully expresses. My guest today is author, thought leader, and spiritual warrior Lenka Coloma. Lenka has studied far and wide and is a powerful activist for We the People. Courageous, smart, and able to speak truth to power, Lenka is a living example of someone who is committed to truth, freedom, and honoring and restoring our great republic. Here is my interview with Lenka Coloma. Okay, I am here with Lenka Coloma, leader, author, spiritual warrior, Lenka Coloma. Lenka, welcome to Base Camp for Men. It is great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Tony, for having me. It's such an honor. Yeah, I, you know, I found you on the Constitutional Law Group website, and I was just clicking on some profiles, and I saw that you were an author and that you're a spiritual person who had written a book. And I was like, hey, this person looks really fascinating. So we reached out and connected, and you know, you're doing all this great work, and we seem to be at a point right now where there's spiritual work, but people need to be educating themselves and finding resources on things like the constitution, which seems odd, but right now I'm sensing the urgency and the importance and I'm seeing it happen around me as people roll up their sleeves to, you know, study things like the bill of rights and the constitution, because there's been a lot of infringements and a lot of confusion about what our rights are right now. And I just, I just wanted to start by asking you, you know, what, what is your learning curve been like? Um, did you, when did you get really active studying the constitution and getting um, active around it? Yeah, so that's a great question. Actually, it goes a pretty long time back. Mm. Uh, I immigrated to America almost 30 years ago, and I was very excited to come here to experience the freedom and the personal liberty everyone was talking about. And um, it wasn't for too long, maybe five years into my into my being here in, in America, that I started to feel just something really awkward and, and just something was not really resonating. And because I am uh, I am energy being, we all are, and I'm very connected to my spiritual existence. And um, so I kind of always feel the energies, right? The frequencies were just not lining up what the kind of narrative was that we are that we are free and that we are brave and that America is all this which on a paper was true but not in reality and so I started to really uh, dig deeper and let me tell you once I entered the rabbit hole it was taking me deeper and deeper and deeper and it's very important to to mention that so I was born and raised in communist Czechoslovakia 
My family has been through the Nazi era. My family's home was um, confiscated when the Gestapo came and they basically said, pack up and leave. And, you know, so it was really the uh, tyranny and oppression is just part of my DNA, who I truly am. And I traveled around the world. I lived um, in many different countries. Um, I experienced many different regimes. And so when I came to America, it all sounded great, but um, I just knew that something is up. And as I was really digging deeper into the true history, which of course uh, our children uh, are not being taught at school, I started to discover some really uh, pretty dark things. and I, so I started to speak about the subjects, about, you know, some of the true facts that people should be looking into. And, you know, we are talking about some 20 years ago. So I was very quickly labeled as a conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. uh, as anti-American, and I had, to, I had to zip it. And it was extremely frustrating for me because I knew that the globalists are here. Uh, and that they've been here for a very long time. And um, they basically, part of the narrative was to keep everyone uh, complacent, just busy with their little lives, you know, watching the games, wondering where we will go for the picnic, on the next vacation, the next big car to buy, or the house to move to, just to keep everyone occupied and including the politics, right? Uh, fighting between the right and left and people not realizing that um, it's all part of the same thing. And um, so I had to go along and just wait for the, for the time. And I was hoping with 9-11 that people will start kind of waking up. It didn't require it happen. Uh, and so... I was just sitting around and waiting, and then when COVID-19 rolled, uh, rolled around, I knew hopefully that this will be the time. So I kind of look at it as, um, um, as an opportunity, almost mm-hmm. like an exciting times for America to, to, to wake up and claim its power back that yep. people will start realizing that everything that we were gifted uh, through our forefathers who created uh, the Constitution for the United States of America, which is the organic uh, Constitution yep. with its organic Bill of Rights. And I tell you, when when we really take the effort and read through the Constitution and specifically the Bill of Rights, we will realize that it was really written by an enlightened hands. It was written by people who truly wanted to lift humanity and create amazing land where people are truly free and a government that secures these freedoms and personal liberties. And look at us today, right? It's exactly the opposite. So that's kind of how I started. So it goes back, um, I would say, some 20 years ago. That's that's beautifully said. It's amazing that you were labeled a conspiracy theorist for, for criticizing uh, the globalists and the deep state, and they were labeling you anti-American. It's, it's a little absurd. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, too, that you and I bookend, you know, you're from Eastern Europe, um, and I think you've got a in the Czech Republic, you know, they've had a close-up view of fascism and communism. I mean, you've got this, you had the former Soviet Union on one side and you had Germany on the other. 
my um, great grandfather immigrated here on my father's side when he was like 16 or 17. You know, as the youngest, they 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 sent him off basically in the middle of the night to go live in America. So um, for for uh, Europeans, this kind of encroachment on our liberties is really alarming because they can recognize the pattern where Americans, you know, we're a young country and we're like, oh, we're the land of the free. And I think what you said, keep the people distracted and they won't notice that there's infringements or won't notice that they're not truly free. Um, but I am the offspring now of, of, you know, it would dishonor my family if I didn't study the constitution, really know my rights, really stand in my freedom and my sovereignty. It would dishonor my family that, um, sent my great grandfather here to live in the land of the free. I'm doing the work of my family essentially. Um, and, and I, you know, you're doing a bunch of work. I, I didn't know if you wanted to speak about the work that you're doing with Freedom to Breathe Agency. Have you been really involved in that? I, you know, the mask things, it's starting to loosen up, but that doesn't mean the work there is done. And then also there's the whole vaccine thing. There might be a lot of work there to ensure that we all have medical freedom without taking that away, right? That's that's correct. So uh, when the whole COVID-19 uh, scam pandemic uh, started, um, you know, I am also, my background is I'm a holistic health practitioner. I help people to build strong immune system and, and uh, become fully connected on a wholesome level. So the mind, body, and spirit to tap into their on, you know, limited healing powers from within. So I knew, uh, you know, immediately that something is completely off with this virus story. Uh, first of all, uh, the only way to contract a virus is through a needle. A virus is naturally occurring, um, I think in the human body, it's when the body is stressed and we are literally just releasing exosomes, uh, which are the kind of poisons part of the of the cells. And so, um, you know, this is a this is a dead piece of RNA or DNA. It doesn't have life functions. So people have been fooled uh, with vaccinations for a very long time, and we have to just follow the money because the vaccinations is a big business. You know, this is why they didn't introduce bacteria, but virus, because bacteria is treated with antibiotics and there is no business in antibiotics, but there is big business in vaccinations. And we know what this is all about. It's about depopulation and taking full control of this of, of this planet. And so when, when it rolled around, I knew that I have to do something. I, I, to be very honest, I didn't know what it is, but I knew I had to do something. And so I started to really look at like, what would be the best approach? And this is kind of where Freedom to Breathe Agency started, that I really felt the need that people need to get educated on their unalienable God-given rights, on the constitution. And the, the thing what I was seeing was because of my long-term study of the system, of the history, what's really going on uh, with um, America in general, I was looking around and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, we completely now became lawless country. Like there is really no one standing up for we, the people, because if we really look at the law enforcement, you know, this is really not law enforcement. It's code enforcement. Mm -hmm. 
it's in the, within the statutory law. And I felt, I felt kind of this pressure on myself because I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, who is going to do it? And there was no one. So I said, well, I guess it's going to be me. And this is how Freedom to Breathe Agency uh, was created. So we are a nonprofit assembly of we the people, for the people, by the people. As, um, and we are the constitutional law enforcement and compliance agency. Mm. So, it started, so it started with the, with the mask, which, by the way, I call a muzzle because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's yep. a muzzle. It's a, a psychological tool of oppression. If people really know where it started, 2,300 years ago, it was started by the Arabs, even before Islam was, was, uh, was established, to suppress people of their individuality, to take away their freedom to, to speak, um, and so on. So we, we issued the very first mask-exempt card. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was, it basically came to me in the middle of night. I remember that very specifically. I was literally awakened. I got out of my bed. It was at 2.22 a.m. in the morning. And it was almost like my hands were, were, um, were controlled by higher, higher power. And there I was on my computer typing up this card. And then I, then I, published it on the on the social media and I went back to bed. And then in the morning I wake up and my phone is full of these messages and phone calls and all this stuff. And I'm like, what's going on? And then finally one of my partners got through me and he asked me, are you aware what's happening? And I'm like, no, <laughs> what's happening? It's a morning, just any, any other day you are all over the mainstream media ah. your card went crazy crazy viral mm-hmm. and because what happened was i had the audacity to stand up for we the people and yep. say that we the people have rights and we are not going to tolerate this tyranny and if you challenge it, here is a card as, you know, as an ID card that you show and they need to stop and you need to put these tyrants in their place. Mm-hmm. Well, the deep state didn't like it. No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. But, but so I was, you can, you, you can name it. So when you go on our website, ftbagency.com, people sometimes question, Lenka, what does it mean that you've been featured all over, you know, the, the, the CNN, the Time, the Newsweek, you know, you name it. All the mainstream uh, media outlets, what does it mean? And so this is where it's coming from. So for the next uh, several weeks, maybe six to eight weeks, I was constantly interviewing with everyone under the sun. And of course, they dragged me through the mud. All the interviews were just modified and twisted, putting yep. words in my mouth. Yep. Um, it, it was almost hilarious, you know, because I like like the the one, the big one is with CNN, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, it was actually scripted what I will be saying, and then you could see what they published. Yeah, yeah, they completely edited it to completely for their own means. Yeah, totally. Completely twisted it to fit their narrative. 
And it was so funny because um, everyone was like looking at me like with their like big eyes and and like, oh my gosh, Lenka, you are in so much trouble and this. I said, no, guys, no. You know, any publicity is good publicity. So basically what they did for us, they gave us $1 million worth of free advertising. Yep. Yep. And we just we just used that energy. We used it into into our cause, and that's pretty much what got us on a map. We are we are nationwide. I would say we are global uh, because we have people all around the world learning from us, connecting with us. Um, they are watching us. You know, they are watching us. What we are doing here in California, how we are doing. And it's giving people hope and it's also giving people kind of the direction that, hey, you can also do it in your country because every country has has their own constitution, uh, which guarantees the, the basic human rights. That's an international agreement. And But the problem is that people forgot about it. They, they, they lost the connection to it. And mm-hmm. you can see it here in America as well. Like you said, you know, uh, Americans really never never knew what it is to be in war or to deal with oppression and so what we are dealing with is the uh, slowly cooked uh, frog syndrome well it's it's yeah it, it's it's also like what you're saying about the mass i mean that's everywhere and one thing i noticed about my community and stuff you know, it's Seattle's very liberal. So they're, they're, there's a lot of people that listen to the mainstream media. So they're, you know, they're all masked up. Nobody's, you know, there's a few of us that push back. Um, but I think there was a lot of confusion because we don't, our sleeves have not been rolled up. We, the people to study the constitution, there was almost like if the governor mandates that's higher law, or if a store has a policy that supersedes the highest land in the, there was a little confusion. It took me a while. And I, you know, I study all kinds of things. It took me a while to realize, wait a minute. I knew this didn't feel right, but a store policy does not supersede the highest law in the land. It doesn't. It, it's my constitutional right to breathe uh, without a covering. And even the governor's mandates or the CDC's guidelines or a store policy it does not supersede that. And I think most people don't understand that. I think they've, they've, they've kind of, without knowing it, they've given away their rights on this issue. But, you know, this issue can become many issues if you're not careful, which is why we're talking about this, that any authority issues a guideline mandate or rule or policy that almost becomes it, it supplants the the constitu- your constitutional right. It's like you have to hold on to the highest right, your God-given right to live free in this country. Everything else is below that. So you can always go to your rights first, but I don't think people do that. I mean, even now up here in Seattle, you know, it's starting to loosen up a little, but still I go into the store and I'm still like one of maybe two people at even a store, a hardware store like Lowe's or Home Depot, I got screamed at the other day uh, at Lowe's. Some lady, you know, she wasn't in my face. She reported me to the to the store manager and said, that guy over there with the American flag on his shirt, he's not wearing a mask. And the store manager said, uh, it's our policy to ask them to put a mask on. And if they say no, we leave them alone. And it, this just irritated this lady. And so she starts hollering at me from across the store. <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, 
you know, I'm not even breaking store policy anymore. And it's my constitutional right to come in here. I'm not sick. I'm not causing any loss, injury, or harm. Uh, It's my right to be in here without a mask. And I was thinking to myself, look, I'm willing to be called names now to fight for we the people's rights. You'll thank us later. We're doing this for everyone. It's not just for me. It's not, I'm just not being an a-hole saying, oh, it's just all about me. This is about all of us. And we need to reclaim these places without masks. One of the missing pieces for me in the puzzle of this is something called the Act of 1871. And we mentioned it, you and I mentioned it before. I have no idea why this isn't, uh, why more people don't know about this. And it's not taught in civics class because, uh, you know, public education, it's not there to empower we the people. It's officially called the United States Code 28, Section 300215A which states unequivocally that the United States is a corporation. I remember when I read this and I went, what? That can't be true. But the more that I've rolled up my sleeves and done research, it goes on to say D.C. is a sovereign city state, not bound by any laws. I think everybody understands that because we know that D.C. is not a state, just like the city of London is not part of England proper. And the Vatican is also a sovereign city state and not part of Italy. And those three kind of work as the headquarters of the globalist agenda, the banking, religion, they're not bound by laws. I remember reading this going, how how is this not all over the news? How come nobody knows about this? Well, because it's it's based on fraud. Yeah, yeah. It's based on fraud when, and this is the act of 1871 when Congress committed treason. And actually, if you really are digging through the true true history, uh, you know, I really wonder how for how little time did we did we truly have freedom in in this country? Yeah. It was for a very short period of time because the corruption started from the very beginning uh, through the smart attorneys. Uh, that pretty much took control. Uh, the constitution was ratified. They infiltrated uh, the system once again uh, through through their legalese, through their statutory laws, through their you know taking people of the land into their territorial and municipal um, um, laws, which strip people of their constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. So what people do not know that. We we haven't had true de jure uh, government for a very long time, right. since 1861, I would say, or even longer. And so people wonder why, you know, we cannot get anything done through mm-hmm. Congress, who should be really representing us, right? And, and why things are the way things are. Well, because we are being governed by a corporation. Yep. And corporation uh, is for-profit organization, and anyone who works in the corporation is simply employee, and they have, you know, bylaws, and they have profits to meet, and we we are the slaves that work for the corporation without us even knowing. You know, so the fraud goes so deep and so far that most people don't even realize that they've been involuntarily enslaved, which, by the way, is even forbidden. It's forbidden by our supreme law of the land in the 13th Amendment. 
Yeah. But it's considered as voluntary because no one is objecting unless people relieve, release themselves from the uh, enslavement, which happened, you know, under the 14th Amendment. It was after the Civil War when the country had to deal with the newly freed slaves and they had to be given some political status. So they created this uh, second class citizen called the U.S. citizen, citizen of the United States, which literally says that now you are a subject of ours. You are a subject of our corporation. And so we are the king, we are the ruler, and we, you know, we decide what privileges and immunities you have. Right. So this is how and they did it by offering some, uh, you know, uh, benefits and and securities, which was very appealing on the surface. And then we go into the act of Social Security in 1935, uh, when they basically lured the rest of the Americans, the free Americans with their true constitutional rights under the same enslavement. And so that's when people sign up for their social security and they offered, you know, they offered these benefits and governmental support and all that stuff. And if you would go back and you would ask many of these people, they thought that they did some amazing thing for their family, but it's actually to the contrary. They enslaved themselves, their children and their children. And here we are. Right. Most people are these secondary citizens. Well, and it's I've spent you know decades hearing friends and family and and having observations myself around um, you know Congress doesn't represent you know you hear that you know my mom says that you know oh they don't really represent us but I most people don't know how little they really represent us they represent the corporation I think there was a light bulb for me that went off when I was sort of looking at this act of eighteen seventy one. And I kind of realized, oh, they really do represent the corporation, not the republic, not we the people. And, you know, when when Donald Trump came in and said, you know, he was going to drain the swamp and give the power back to we the people, I, I started to kind of look at it as a frame that perhaps there was going to be a restoration of the republic that it wasn't just populist you know speak that trump was doing that that they were on to something the military and and the patriots were looking at something that was very important but you and i talked about this too before that how important it is for we the people if we want our freedoms if we want a strong constitution we want to leave that for future generations we have to fight for it we can't, we can't, you know, there's, there's a lot of people in the, in the Patriot community that are like, oh, Trump's coming back and the military is going to save mm-hmm. us. General Flynn's going to save us there. We have allies. We, the people have allies, certainly in high places, but there's no one coming. We have to do the work. So the work that you're doing with your freedom to breathe agency, uh, these conversations, it has to come from we, the people. That is how the founding fathers intended it. It was handed to us. And then, you know, here's a national treasure in this original constitution and defend it with everything because a lot of people have died for this. Um, and don't take it for granted and don't be afraid to fight for it, I think is part of it, right? Absolutely. And that's that's the absolute truth. So imagine what people need to really realize is 
that the United States incorporated entered into uh, into liquidation uh, bankruptcy uh, in 2015, which was completed mm-hmm. uh, in November of last year. So it's been uh, it's 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 bankrupt. Um, and we know, you know, that uh, the, the currency we are using is really just uh, a fiat currency. Mm-hmm. And what, so what's, what's happening is we have kind of very interesting situation on our hands that the corporate government pretends that it's still in its power. And, and so the, the, the machinery kind of continues because the people are still in it. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, so it can it can only be granted life when we give it the life. And how we give it the life is we participate in it, right? So when we stop participating in it and we bring the attention to the truth, to the republic, which represents us through the constitution, then we start breaking free. And that takes uh, education. It takes courage. It takes knowledge. and uh, But this is how we are going to win this battle. And yeah. we have to remember that the power is in numbers. We And we have that. So we are very powerful, but we have to create really this um, this transition, and we have to we have to all come together and decide that you know we want we want our true republic, we want our constitutional republic back because we are taking our responsibility for our lives, for our health, for our bodies, for everything we do with our life because that's how America was created, that we have basically unlimited freedoms and personal liberties unless we start hurting other people and their property. So imagine how powerful uh, it really truly is. And we institute government to ensure that these rights and liberties and freedoms are not violated, are not trespassed. That's that's the only purpose of the government. The government was always intended to be small, to be local. And the only reason we created the Federation and the Confederation was just to create communication between all the different states, between the different colonies. But look where we are today. It grew into a monster. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, you and I both, we, we share a lot in common. We both identify as light workers or, you know, people that have spiritual practice and, and study things like energy and frequency, but we're also kind of both fighters, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff, um, you know, I'm okay rolling up my sleeves and speaking truth even, and I'm okay going into a store and having people holler at me. I'm like, that's not going to bother me. I'm not coming off my truth because you're upset because I don't have a mask on. Um, you know, I guess I wanted to ask you like, how do you see this whole thing, this this great awakening, as it's being called, as we become more aware of the corrupt, um, deep state globalist agenda, and also fortifying our spiritual path as a tribe? Because there's a lot of Gnostics and and Christians and you know Jewish, Muslim, like people coming from all different kinds of angles with their tools and their spiritual work and their their you know their relationship to the divine. Um, are you optimistic right now? Do you feel like we're heading in the right direction? Do we have the resources we need? Um, what, what's your take on what's being called the Great Awakening and where are we and, and can we feel good about it right now? Yes, yeah, so that's a great question because we have to remember that energy is all there is. Mm-hmm. And the, this phenomenon has been hidden from humanity for for 
thousands of years. Uh, so we are at spiritual, we are literally at spiritual war. And when we really start to realize what, what the truth is, that we come from oneness and to oneness we return. So we are this eternal light that is having this human body to experience this reality, we realize, well, there is no risk, right? There is no risk. I consciously decided to come here to experience this contrast. And now what do I do with the contrast? So I remember very specifically, you know, when I kind of uh, had my awakening and um, enlightenment, there was a choice. Well, do I just become this meditating Buddha on top of a mountain and enjoy my bliss? Or do I use my light to create something that has not been here before? Mm-hmm. And I am a fighter. I am a, I'm a light warrior. And I decided that, no, I have to come and I have to do something with this knowledge, with this connection and the power that I bring um, to this reality. And so I am, I'm literally, I'm kind of looking at this as an amazing, amazing opportunity for humanity. So yes, it's, it's a beautiful time in human history of rising to higher level of consciousness because it's time. It's the time, right? It, this, these cycles happen every 25, 26,000 years. And so here we are in this transition and we all have so much power that we can contribute. So what I tell people is, you know, focus on the solutions, okay? Focus on the solutions, what you can do and stay in that truth. And then if you can help the ones who are ready to come along. And I always say, do not worry about the ones who just are completely within the dark matrix. They are kind of lost. Mm-hmm. They are lost. And, and it's not, and I, when I say lost, you know, nothing is really lost, but they made their choice. So it is not their timing during their spiritual journey. And yeah. so we focus on the ones who are ready to uh, to ascend to that uh, you know higher dimensional field higher uh, higher uh, consciousness and when we do that you know we are creating this very powerful wave that's going to naturally just sway some of the some of these others so if we look at what what our forefathers did it wasn't the whole country it wasn't even the half of the country because most of these people were farmers. They had to, you know, feed their families. They had to feed their children. It was very small percentage of the people who knew what they have to do. And um, they did exactly that. They focused on what needs to be done. And it was just small percentage. It was some 3%. Yeah. I, I, I see that here in my, in my world is, you know, uh, you know, my old community before all this hit looked a lot different. And I've got new people around me that my message or my values really resonate with them. And some have fallen away. Uh, and, and most of those are kind of locked into the old narrative. They're, they're really locked into the, the virus is really scary. Uh, we just got to listen to Fauci. Let's just, uh, you know, let's hunker down. This is all so very real and terrifying. And that's not my reality. Um, so I'm focusing on the people that I'm connected with now and resonating with now through the show and my conversations and my friendships. And that's working quite well. You know, I bless 
the people that are are not along for the ride. I think you touched on it a little bit. There's we're ending a long cosmic cycle, a twenty five thousand year cycle, and uh, I don't know how long I did that. I don't know how many incarnations I did that, but um, some will be incarnating again to do some of the work maybe that we have already done here. Um, but I'm ready for the next kind of, rep- I'm ready for the new Republic. I'm ready for the next, you know, sort of, I c- I'm excited because it feels accelerated right now. I can feel it in myself and in the conversations. It feels like we're, we're starting to crest that things are really happening rapidly right now. And so that's really exciting. There's a part of me that likes to see things quickly changing, you know? And so there's that part of me is being satisfied because I'm like, wow, look at how far we've come in just, uh, you know, five, 10 short years with consciousness. So, um, but Lenka, thank you so much for coming on Basecamp for a minute. Is there any creative projects that you want our listeners to know about? We'll mention your websites so they can find you there. Is there anything coming up that you really want uh, our listeners to know about now? Uh, yeah, so um, listeners can find uh, us, our movement, on uh, ftbagency.com. That's mm-hmm. Frank Tom Boy Agency.com. Uh, please excuse, it's it's limited because we are under constant attack. So uh, mm-hmm. it's very difficult for us to keep it updated, but we are just blessed that we are actually having a website. And then you can personally also reach me at my at my spiritual uh, transformation work at lenkakoloma.com. That's L-E-N-K-A-K-O-L-O-M-A.com. Beautiful. And Lenka, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights and your wisdom. And thank you for all the work you do in the spiritual community on behalf of We the People. Thanks for being a fighter and a spiritual warrior. It's good to have you on our team and you're making a big difference. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tony. It's been an honor. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Lenka Coloma. To find her, her book, and her work, go to www.lenkacoloma.com. That's L-E-N-K-A-K-O-L-O-M-A.com. And to support the great work she's doing on behalf of We the People, and to find tools and resources, go to Freedom to Breathe Agency at www.ftbagency.com. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Basecamp for Men.